And Chuckles should be a recurring character. I, d- I just don't know if I have that in me. I don't know <laughs> if that's. I don't know if there's been a- enough demand for Chuckles at this point. I think has Chuckles ever just... done anything bad. I mean, he's called Chuckles the Murder Clown. I don't know. I mean, we so assume he if... has done murder. So if he were to get his comeuppance, uh-huh. what would Chuckles the Murder Clown? What would his com- comeuppance be like? Is this the actual intro to our show? <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to help it out here. I'm trying to make something out of nothing. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Uh, well, it, you know, it would depend on what sort of uh, a person Chuckles Chuckles is. You know, Ira. Ira. Yes. I need to talk to Chuckles. <laughs> God, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> I know that you don't want to do that, but I need him here so that I can understand what he's done, so that we can figure out what has come up with this. Okay, so just like dig deep. Can I? Hiya, talk... No mayo. <laughs> can I? Can I talk to Chuckles? Hi there. What would you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yay, Chuckles! Nothing. I just want to say hi. Happy to be here. <laughs> no. What are you uh, doing? So, like a little show here or something? That's fun. Yeah, so Chuckles, uh, we were talking about like various, like in in movies, how like there are some bad characters and sometimes they do bad stuff. And sometimes like it comes back on them later and uh, stuff happens to them. And we're just wondering if like, you know. What are you what, getting at here? Spit it out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we don't really know any like real villains except for our president. Uh, but. <laughs> Like if you if you knew anything maybe you had done what 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 would be what would be your ironic end? Maybe we could determine what you'd done based on what you say your ironic end would be. That's an extremely forward <laughs> question. Right. I just wow, you're just coming out with it, huh? Okay, well I'll play a fucking game here. I guess you know it would have something to do with the way I like to chase my victims through you know a mirror maze. You know, like to chase them through uh, there, you know? Yeah. And then eventually, you know, maybe one of them gets away from me and he starts fucking with me. They start fucking with me. And, uh, you know, and then the tables get turned. I get scared of my own reflection. I'm yeah, trapped yeah. in a place of my own creation, you know? And that's, yeah. uh, so that's, it, it, that would be my comeuppance. Right. Aha. So uh-huh. Comeuppance. Mm. <laughs> There's yes. the word. Is that it? Is that all you want to know? Can I go now? <laughs> Thanks, I just Chuckles. didn't. I didn't know you were afraid of mirrors. I thought it was going to be something. I'm know. not afraid of mirrors. <laughs> okay. I, I like to make other people afraid of mirrors. But if I was put in a situation where I happened to be, <laughs> you know, killed that way, that would make some kind of uh, poetic. It would have poetic justice. It would make sense. Well, thanks, yeah. Chuckles, for yeah. helping us with our intro. <laughs> yeah, we were really time, the bottom guys. of the barrel. And when we got to the bottom of the barrel, we found your phone number. So, <laughs> really, somebody's somebody's dying in a maze tonight. Okay, Jeff. I'm leaving. Yeah. Bye, honk honk. Hey guys, what's going on? Who is that weird clown that just rolled in in the strangest intro of this show ever? <laughs> I was gonna say that was the harbinger of the strangest intro we've done on this show. I'll be wow. He, he may or may not make final cut. <laughs> may or may not. It's true. Let's In hope case that. he gets cut, mm-hmm. welcome and good evening, everyone, hey guys. to the Lock, Shock, and Barrel podcast. Happy Hi. to be here. Good to be here. Good to be here. I, yeah, I, I was actually welcoming the listeners, not you guys. Oh, um, right. Yes. But yeah. Of course, yeah. that makes sense. But also, Jeff and I are, yay, are here, too. Yay. Um, yay. Tonight, we're talking about comeuppance. 
Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about that? <laughs> I don't know. Huge, overblown, bloviating villain has gotten their comeuppance recently. It's <laughs> like a, we're in the fourth season of a TV show, and in the first season, actually well before the first season, you knew the bad guy was a total piece of shit who sucked, and it mm-hmm. was going to take a really long time to bring him down. But he finally yeah, that... did get taken And down. it turned out that he was even a worse piece of shit mm-hmm. than we thought, because every season they have to up the stakes. Yeah. Exactly. You guys are talking about Trump, right? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. I, I, I was thinking you were. I just wanted to clarify. Right. Yeah. The man uh, I agree. He was a, like a, he was like a long burn, really ba- big bad uh, villain. Yeah. And... This has been, you it was know, like watching a DC fight scene in a like that. It was like it's like a long, like the end of Man of Steel. Exactly. That's it's what like, I was thinking. Of. Mm, I was like, uh, yeah. Just, uh, I'm gonna punch you, then you punch me. Except <laughs> for four except, years. <laughs> it, no, no. Except there was no Superman. Mm-hmm. And there like, was no Michael Shannon. <laughs> it was just. It. This is a terrible analogy, actually. I yeah. apologize. Sorry, it was me. Uh, no, 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 no. I, yeah, I, I did so find out that uh, Biff Tannen from Back to the Future was based on Trump, like well, apparently yeah. directly. Oh, he I, really I, was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that whole thing and that all of Back to the Future too, you know, when he gets all that political power and he's like, "God bless America," and he's just a glorified casino owner who makes his way into politics horribly prophetic <laughs> yeah, yeah so weird like i remember seeing that stuff and like before he was elected and be like huh yeah <laughs> that would yeah. never happen <laughs> well i mean but Never's he's not the only well he's not the only one uh homelander from the boys uh is clearly like this weird like oop creepy ubermensch version of that um, i've even heard that king koopa from, like dennis hopper's portrayal of king koopa from the Super Mario Brothers movie, 1993, was based on him. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, right. That makes sense, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like Although, a New York I would, For the record, I would like to say that Dennis Hopper, I would rather have Dennis Hopper or Biff Tan. <laughs> be the, you try to throw a fucking brain on me. <laughs> be the president. I would be cool with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be a weird time, but it's... It's, it's been a weird time. It's been a weird time. This has been the it's longest, long weirdest time. four years uh th- this has been one of the strangest years of our lives and one of the hardest i think but and there's and still so it, much work to do but this is a win and then it ended at four seasons of total landscaping mm-hmm. the funniest shit ever yeah you can't make this shit up i mean yeah, you can't make it up we're we're living in truly dark and bizarre times y'all but yeah this this is good this is something that i think we can you know let's so, like, what are we drinking to celebrate here? Ah, yes. Oh, I got, I got a little bottle over here. I hear it. Ah, oh, yeah. I'm yes. Drinking. What are the libations? Free State, which I thought was a good, ah, good name. Okay. Oatmeal Stout. Excellent, excellent. Has a puppy on it. Oh, it's made of puppies. <laughs> Needs more dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Simpsons reference you don't hear a lot. Uh, yeah. Simpsons book. Lila, what about you? I am drinking a lovely red wine that I knew my cat would try to knock over. 
So it is in a coffee mug sitting mm, here, and it's a coffee mug that um, Jeff's wife actually got me when she was in Korea, and it's about my favorite thing, and people keep trying to steal it because it's because it's really funny. It's a terribly translated little thing about cameras. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because I'm a photographer, and it says, "Love traveling, a journey's camera." Now beautiful the scenery is. Come up, baby. Why not take your camera to photography? <laughs> that like is. The, why not take it to photography? Yes. Whenever I <laughs> whenever I get my go on a photo shoot, I'm like, ah, why not take your camera to photography? That's a wine label I trust. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> so yeah, how about you? I am drinking an Nkasi Brewing Company Sl- uh, Slayer Winter Ale. There we go. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Slayer like the band? Slayer like a, a sled, like a sleigh. Mm. Oh, oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, it's moving into the, the seasonal ales here, so. Yes. Yeah, so so clink, y'all. Clink. Clink. Somebody finally, I mean, he didn't get what was coming to him. Yet. yet. <laughs> but. Yet, or, yeah, that's, okay, so that's, um. If, if that does happen, we'll just do another episode with just filled with our giddy laughter for one hour. <laughs> if, if I get COVID, if I get COVID, mm. it will be because I had several different outside champagne toasts on Sunday. Just blowing the whole town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how you get COVID. <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, uh, the CDC uh, recommends uh, glory holes. That's on their official website, y'all. These no, are crazy is. times we're living it in. It does not. It, yeah. No, it does. doggy. Yeah, do doggy and use glory holes. Yeah. And people are like, I wow, do, is that, I, that I for COVID? Don't breathe on each other. You, you're still like mu- you wear, mucus membranes and stuff. Okay, you right? wear masks. Uh, you have a big screen between you. Do I have to spell this out for you, Jeff? You know, doggy style. <laughs> Just don't, don't, don't cough on a Look, I don't jet. know how you celebrate shit in Portland, Ira. I know you legalized everything. Hell yeah, we did. But I'm just saying, I had several champagne toasts with different people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you don't celebrate the same way we do. <laughs> I, I just I go out and find a good old-fashioned glory hole. Like Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, huzzah, we didn't slide further into the chasm of hell. Yeah, right. we're not full-on Which Nazis is fucking yet. worth... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we're not full-on Nazis yet. That's right. Uh, yeah, we, this is, it's great not to slide further into the chasm. Like, our party barge almost went into the Sarlacc pit, and we might still. <laughs> yeah. But... I can't help but hear the term party barge and not think of, like, a fucking pontoon boat, you know, that's out blasting Skinner on a lake. And it's like, oh, oh no! <laughs> I think the Sarlacc might spit that one out. <laughs> Like in the non-canon, what happened to Boba Fett? Remember when the Sarlacc burped? <laughs> Grenade, yeah, uh, yeah. I Boba. feel like that was a queef. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, wow. speaking of, which is a really weird segue. Yeah. Um, back in the blogging days, I, I had a, a blogger that I followed, and his wife had a baby. And he described in great detail comparing the whole thing to the Sarlacc. Wow. And I was like, how did that woman not divorce you? Yeah. And I still see the dude around town sometimes, and I'm like, <laughs> how did that woman not divorce you? Yeah. yeah. She still sh- could, you know. I, 
I would. Statue. Yeah, I'd be like, you know, not up like, on that shit. You could tell that shit to the judge. Yeah, and it's I like, know. yeah, that's that's crossing the line. Maybe he wasn't fully ready for the beauty of childbirth, you know, <laughs> and he's just immaturely like. No, no, he was like he was older. He has no oh, yeah. excuse. No, he's just <laughs> a douchebag, is what he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one thing to like make a joke like that, but coot, you know. I don't know. If you're Rodney Dangerfield on a stage. <laughs> Maybe context is important, but yeah, like not, not like that not being your first reaction after the birth of your child. Like that's a. Uh, right. What do you something. think his comeuppance would be? <laughs> okay. And there it is. It has to be something that had to be like. Um, He'd have to get pregnant. Fall into a giant. <laughs> Bro, no, he has it. to get pregnant by a rancor. Mm. Wow, really? That's yeah. the <laughs> yeah. No, it's the beauty of the good ones is that it keeps it in the universe of their understanding, so right. they know exactly what they know that it's related to that bad shit that they did. Right, and everybody yeah, in that's... Jawa's palace is watching. The beauty, wow. of... even the little <laughs> that guy, salacious crumb. Yeah, absolutely, salacious crumb. Yeah, yeah. That's a name, Jeff. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Okay. I've heard it said that comeuppance, it kind of comes about as bad luck incurred through being a shitty person. Say, you know, making a p- comparison between, uh, you know, a Sarlacc put and, uh, you know, your wife giving birth and all that. Uh, in the spirit of that, how do you all, how do you all define comeuppance? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, For me, in fictional work, yeah, it has to be satisfying to the viewer or the reader. Yeah. This has to be a character who is so awful that, like, you take a lot of satisfaction in their demise or their complete humiliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, or it shows like, the audience. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It kind of, like, also shows the audience who that person really is, too. Like, it, like it takes away their—it strips them of their power in some ways too i guess because for me the definition is completely summed up in like the goonies where the guy's sitting on the toilet (laughs) (laughs) yes go on lead us through it piece of shit he spent the whole time trying to see down the the heroine's like uh skirt or whatever in the beginning of the party his movies his name's brad probably uh maybe citation needed yeah (laughs) then you know uh, Sloth is down there, and he's all like fucking with the sewer pipes of, under the country club, and uh, it breaks them all. And this guy's sitting on the toilet. He's got he's reading like Guns and Ammo or something. What's he reading? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I, I uh, think it was probably Guns and Ammo. And then he gets you know douched right in the butt with water from the. He gets like blasted like a clear ten feet to the ceiling. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ass blasted. Uh, and I define all moments of comeuppance based on that. Like, it, did it meet I, what that set up for me? <laughs> no, I, I think Goonies is a really good example because it walks that line of, like, humiliation and a little bit of physical abuse, but nothing that's probably, like, long-lasting punishment. Not like in Trading Places where the guy gets raped by the gorilla. <laughs> like, <laughs> that does happen in Trading Places. That does happen. That's, that's a bit. Right. Wow, I forgot about that. The 80s were crazy. It's an example of the 80s come up and it's going too far. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Leela, how do you describe it then? How do, like, 
I already did. It just has to be satisfying to me. Okay. Yeah, that, I okay, think that's yeah. a good criteria. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I feel like um, comeuppance, it has to have that, like, ha, you know, when the villain finally gets got, you know, or gets, when they realize that they've lost or, or whatever, you know. It, it has I, a lot to do with how much I hate the person it happens to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think it could be, like, most of the time I'm not for, like, necessarily vengeance-based things, but mm -hmm. sometimes I think it can also be a little culturally healing, maybe, uh, to have, and I'm thinking about something like Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> like uh, the type of comeuppance that happens in that being, like, uh, Hitler you know, got down in a burning, exploding <laughs> movie theater. Yeah, a little spoiler alert, but, oh, sorry. yeah, getting to carve a swastika on a Nazi's forehead. <laughs> and that. Being kind of a just like a yeah 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 fuck it's, you Nazis yeah it's cathartic <laughs> yeah I, I totally. think that there's a there's an interesting like crossover with revenge films but they're not always exactly the same thing because I feel like revenge films there's such an edge of the personal to it and yeah. comeuppance doesn't always have to rely on that comeuppance sometimes can just be these people are the architects of their own demise um, and they've set up an elaborate Rube Goldberg type situation that they meant to use to uh, control other people and then they fall into their own trap and die. Um, well, I mean, who among us did not feel joy in their very soul mm -hmm. when Richard Thornburg got punched and or tased in Die yes. Hard 1 and Die yeah. Hard 2? Uh, he's, mm -hmm. he's my top one because he's yeah. in Die Hard and in Ghostbusters. Yeah. He's yeah. Damn that and, EPA. And he is... <laughs> it's like, he, he had a point. Um, but, yeah. like, it has to be satisfying. It's so satisfying when he gets punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's... such a horrible... Like you say, architect... Like, like because he keeps pushing it. And there are yeah. actually several, several yeah. characters in Die Hard that count for this. But yeah, I think a, I like him the least of like any. Like, Ellis does it a little bit, but I always found his death oh, yeah. to be a little too cruel. It, like, exactly. Still, like, yeah, he's he, still too much of a victim. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, so I, I think what him. we're trying to say is, uh, it's Bonnie Bedelia, right? Who, who's that? Yeah. Who's Haunted, Bonnie Bedelia. Knocked out two of his teeth on, that, and on public television. punch Donald Trump in the face for us. Like, that's <laughs> all, all we need. <laughs> we you get a Kickstarter do. for Bonnie <laughs> Bedelia <laughs> to punch <laughs> Donald Trump in the face. Just come out like you, got a, you just come out of you, your fire blanket on, and then you just boom, yeah. suck a punch that motherfucker right in the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm writing a note here. Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Go fund me. Yeah. Yeah. Get him, Bonnie. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's the interesting thing because comeuppance, the level of violence varies drastically. Yeah. From story to story. And, and I feel how like, much you feel like that person deserves the violence that is rained upon them. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, comeuppance isn't always necessarily related to like revenge movies because those tend to be like like really personal and emotionally charged. And then there's like a gray area of whether or not revenge is a good thing. I feel are like you, comeuppance... Are, are you torpedoing my entire Carrie storyline here? Because... <laughs> No, no, no. I think no. you I, are. I no, no, no. Well, <laughs> Carrie's like pre, like it's one of those revenge movies. I think it's both. And then there are, I think there are more, more revenge movies that came out after that 
that really explored and deconstructed revenge itself. Because I think Carrie sits right on the line of both of those, doesn't it? Like kind of mm-hmm. like you want her to do that, and then also you're like, oh, that was too much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think the concept and the spirit of comeuppance is like, um, you know, like in some ways it feels like the universe asserting itself, you know, and kind of balancing out you know, like karmic justice sort of like for people who deserve it. And then sometimes it's like, it's obviously just like kind of uh, us being sort of childish and, you know, enjoying schadenfreude of uh, uh, a shitty guy falling off of his yacht or whatever. (laughs) Okay. So in your category of, yeah, that motherfucker deserved it. Mm -hmm. Who's your number one? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I know, I've thought about this quite a lot. You know, I've, I've, I've tried to think of like, uh, ooh, this one, ooh, that one. But honestly, I think the one that uh, I've zeroed in quite a bit is uh, Beetlejuice. He's such a great character. He's the centerpiece of the entire film, but he's a terrible person. <laughs> he's just so <laughs> terrible. And... Uh, Everything that happens at that point of the movie is like he is the one completely in control of the situation. And uh, I also like the comeuppance when it seems like people who have the least amount of power suddenly turn the tables, um, right. which is what happens in his case. Uh, that was a good answer. Not even on my list. Yeah, Thank that you. wasn't on my list at all. That's perfect. And I just watched it. <laughs> my so, answer. So, right. Yeah, what's yours? Yeah, good. Uh, I'm just I just jumped in here because I don't want you to have to steal it. It's got to be Carter Burke in Aliens. Mm. This is nuts. This is just nuts. Oh. Yeah. I read an interview where even his mother was like, I cheered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's wonderful because he kind of messes, similar to Ash in the first one, the first like com- company stooge character. You know, Ash, uh, there's a little bit of plausible deniability as to whether or not Maybe they're a good person because, you know, Ash lets what's his face back in the ship and Burke seems like he's on Ripley's side for a while. And he's right. Not. That's why that's why he's getting all that negative karma. You know, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that was the one I just kept coming back to. That's a good one. Jeff. I think mine's would be Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. I think. Oh, the more, yeah. The more I. I don't know. After watching that movie a couple times, it's just a a good uh, final fuck you to Nazis. <laughs> like, kind of. So I think it makes me feel good. It should make us as a nation feel good. I think that's a good answer because not only is he a shitty person who like is championing you know the Nazi cause and all that, but at the end of the movie, he's trying to worm his way out of it. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. He tries to negotiate that with him at the last moment, and then he's not allowed to do that. And, and yeah. Brad Pitt's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, don't, don't think we're gonna be doing that, you know, kind of. A thing. Yeah, uh, that's but that's a really satisfying comeuppance. An honorable mention is the bad guy from UHF. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people are familiar with this movie, maybe, but we watched it a lot growing up, starring Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh oh not weird oh, that weird out <laughs> yeah. yeah uh and the bad guy has the um 
you know, he gets exposed through an act of, you know, a news leak, a whistleblower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, you know, yeah, tells his stuff. real thoughts about the town. Yeah. Because <laughs> Philo uh, broadcasts his real intentions when he thinks he's off air. Right. Yeah. And yeah. even isn't is his son the one who's like dad, dad? Oh, right. Funny so things like, are going on. <laughs> I like those because you know, as it, it's like this guy, all despite the fact that he's rich, he's still basically a baby. That's the dad character. You know, sticks mm-hmm. it to the to the richies, <laughs> the yuppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I so, I, I think those are both good answers. <laughs> three lines of perspective, and you know, I grew up with that one. So also, it has the awesome insult about so being a festering bowl of dog yeah. snot. <laughs> yeah. This community means about as much to me as a festering bowl of dog snot. You think I care about the pea-brained yokels of this town? If you took their combined IQ and multiplied it by 100, you might have enough intelligence to tie your shoe if you didn't drool all over yourself first. I can't stand those sniveling maggots. They make me want to puke. Couldn't tie their own shoelaces without drooling This community means about as much to me as a festering bowl of dog snot. Yeah. Yes. Which, you know, is frustrating because, like, if if Trump said any of the about that, was caught saying any of that about his own base, I, you know, God knows that wouldn't yeah. matter. They'd yeah. make shirts that said dog the, snotters. Yeah. yeah. One of the many like, yeah. rules he's broken. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, but those are those are some I, good choices. What that leads me to a little bit is, and I think Walter Peck is another good example of this: is actors who play those roles really well. Like Paul Reiser also does a really good. Like you want, like you see his face. Even I mean that that show that movie ruined like his '90s career for me. Of Mad About You, I was like every time I saw him, I was like, man, really like want this guy. Out, you asshole! You fuck. And sold out everybody, even the Marines. <laughs> well, and a, and a current example of that is that the actress who plays Stormfront on The Boys has been taking a lot of crap online. Mm-hmm. It's like, we you know she's acting. She's an actor. Yeah. I mean, she was really good. Um, yeah. And you but... do hate her, and, she, and you love to hate her. Like, she's a great villain. Yeah. I mean, oh. the guy who played Joffrey Baratheon, basically. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I, oh, like, I can't even acting. Game of Thrones has this in spades. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's Joffrey. There's Ramsey Bolton, because his comeuppance comes in the form of his own dogs. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. again, it's the own architect of your own destruction thing. Right. Yeah. I think it's it's important to point out that comeuppance is important for characters who are aware of how shitty they are, but do it anyway. Like this is kind of why I I. I don't think that the demise of Jaws or um, Terminator or I don't Alien think count. they don't count because there's too there's too much of the other involved. There's too yeah. much of this like, and that's the scary thing about them is this un, this tenacity and this relentlessness that right. they all like, kind of epitomize. But but Freddy, uh, Freddy can get his skin weapons. Jason cannot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's well, a good distinction. If you're talking about Terminators. Yeah, no, he can't get us comeuppance, but that orderly who licked her in the face. Oh, yeah, he he deserves to get his teeth bashed in. I totally forgot about that. That That was almost instant karma. Yeah, Yeah, but it 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 is really satisfying. It is satisfying because it's such a disgusting thing that he does. 
Yeah. yeah. And she knocks out like all of his teeth. And yeah. Oh, yeah. She chicklets. Yeah. And it's something that <laughs> yeah. her bare feet on the. Yeah. Like, there's something like very tactile about all of the things in that scene. <laughs> oh, uh, she uses a broomstick. A bro- yeah. yeah, like a broken yeah. broom handle to do it. Fuck, so good. Yeah, I think I think that's a. Those are both really good examples, and one I thought of, you know, in opposition to Alien is Predator. Um, Predator, the whole movie, you know, it, he's alien, he's other. Uh, the the Yautja is just out hunting them and whatever. But in the end, when it knows it's lost, it sets off a bomb and laughs you know that's a real dick move that's not there's no honor there you know what i'm saying um i'm not saying there's a a level of comeuppance involved in that uh situation but what i am saying is that makes that creature different from alien and uh, but in that in the way that jaws alien don't fall into this Mm -hmm. the attorney who left the kids in the Jeep with the T-Rex <laughs> and yes. was then immediately eaten on the toilet. Oh, my oh, God. That's, that's a very good example. Yeah. Um, and actually, like, I think that movie actually has a like couple of really good moments. That's Go ahead, just Jeff. an extension of the Goonies toilet scene, in a way. But yeah. I feel like yeah. I got a book here. <laughs> if going. the kid got blasted <laughs> off the toilet and then immediately eaten by a T-Rex. <laughs> eaten by a T-Rex. I'm just saying <laughs> like, Spielberg is good at it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I would also say that um, another really good example of uh, comeuppance, it's it's not a direct revenge thing. It's just like, this is what you get, is Dennis Nedry. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's the architect of the whole thing. He sows the, the chaos, um, which is then compounded by the chaos of the storm and all that other stuff to create, you know, uh, someone let T-Rex out of his pen, you know, well, know how that goes. James. Win stupid prizes. <laughs> yes. You know another good one that I was just What's thinking that? of is the last scene in Ferris Bueller, when Principal Rooney gets on the bus. Oh yeah, Rooney <laughs> is kind of a constant example of comeuppance. He's comeuppance made flesh, actually. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole movie just bad to worse. That happens yeah. to Ben Affleck a lot. Mm-hmm. Freaking dazed and confused, and mall rats. Maybe because he has one of those punchable faces. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the Walter goes back to the Walter Peck thing. Like he's just got that face you want to hit him. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, another uh, good one I think honorable mention would be the Thirteen Assassins that Takashi Mike movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. You remember that one? Yeah, uh, that's just, a good one. Just well, it's like the Emperor. He tortures. He does awful things to people the entire movie. And then his comeuppance comes in the form of like they finally get him and somebody cuts him really minorly. And it's revealed to you at that point that he's never felt physical pain before at all. And he just starts whining and holding himself. And he's like, oh, it hurts so bad. Oh, it's so like this is the worst thing. Mm-hmm. And you realize in that moment that he's this vic- the the idea of like the emperor is a victim of all these people telling him he's a god, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. but his come up and is like suddenly a reality coming down on him. And then, you know, the guy's like, uh, I got to kill this guy because he's it's way too disturbing for all of us to watch him this... realize all these things. But do you remember that episode of Cowboy Bebop where there's the, the villain who's like the superhuman laughing man in an yeah, overcoat? Yeah. 
Yeah. And he's so good as a killer. Like he kind of does, he floats around and shoots this huge gun and laughs. Um, and he's Nobody so creepy, him. but, um, Spike is finally able to cut him and like land a blow. And it's, it, he has the same reaction. He has the same, like, ah, and you realize yeah. all at once it's like, Oh, he's basically a, a child. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's just, yeah, it's just really uncomfortable. Yeah. I think there's also this this subgenre of uncomfortable comeuppance where we're we're sort of like we're <laughs> yeah, glad they're they're like, being oh, stopped, but at the same time you're just like this shows way too much about back their to, back to their character. emotional state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You're like you like you want it to happen, and you're like, oh, that's a lot of people on fire. I don't think all of them had to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of nice to her. Yeah, <laughs> you're just mm-hmm. like. Oh. Yes, this is a let God sort of out situation. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the Coen brothers make a lot of content that has like characters that are kind of shitty, you know, and suck, but like they don't deserve what is put on them. <laughs> like, and it's always really upsetting to watch. I think a big one for me growing up that was just like really upsetting to witness was Judge Doom. That because like I watched that scene again today, and it was it's only like. Three and a half minutes. Um, from who, who Framed Roger Rabbit. From Who Framed Roger Rabbit. From the time he gets run over with a steamroller, which is horrifying, to the time that he, you know, brandishes all his cartoon horrifying appendages, which is also terrifying, to the point where he literally melts alive while he's screaming, I'm melting, which is also terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's only three and a half minutes. But in my mind growing up, it was like, <laughs> it went on forever, you know? Yeah. But again, like he was the one who made dip. He was the one who came up with the only thing that would that could and would kill him eventually. <laughs> there, well, there's this thing in um, a lot of these stories about I don't know. It's almost this concept of like villains. Uh, it's it's their their destruction and their comeuppance is their own fault. Um, I know we alluded to it earlier, but it's almost, I think Judge Doom is a really good example. But I feel like most Disney villains meet and end this way. Like, it's like... Like Scar? Like Scar. Like freaking yeah. Scar. Yeah. Like, makes a coup, raises an army of... Trolls. Mercenary scavenger animals that end up eating him alive. Gaston, you know, it's like... I, I feel like there are a number of villains that, like... It, it's almost like the good guys can't be the ones to land the killing blow. Yeah. Right. That's a, you know what I mean? That's a good trope, too. Like the Gaston, Jafar, Corilla, Syndrome, King they Candy. fall off something because they're trying to kill someone, you know? Yeah. That yeah. Quite a bit in Disney movies. Uh, it's, it's, and and it's, it's a workaround to keep the, keep the person pure, the hero. Yeah. Pure. It's the don't try it, Anakin. I have the high ground. I was actually wondering about this. Yeah, because I got a lot of characters who didn't get what they deserved as much as I wanted them to. Mm, that's interesting. The damn Dursleys, fuck them. <laughs> From Harry Wait, Potter. Is this your neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> Leave their porch are you light on. Your porch again? No. no, the Dursleys are from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're yeah. The I, ones yeah. That made him sleep. Basically abused him. You know. Um, yeah, no, like, what What else in that camp? Uh, um, I was thinking the lady who's the bad guy, the evil stepmother and Cinderella. <laughs> like, nothing happens to her. At yeah. All. 
as uh, as opposed to like the witch and Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, who gets eaten by children? <laughs> I don't think she gets eaten by children, but she definitely gets burned in her own furnace. <laughs> they didn't eat her. No, maybe. The hell was I watching? I think they ate her now. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Uh. The mom and Cinderella doesn't. What no, would been, have been a satisfying end for you? All those fucking little animals pull all the skin off her bones <laughs> while singing about it. <laughs> we just go to have a Christmas. Gus party. fucking I... curb stomps her ass. <laughs> Gus, 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 he's, Gus. Yeah, Gus, Gus, Gus. Gus. Well, he's, he's just chanting that while he stomps her, kicks her. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. And he has to do it a lot because he's a mouse. Yeah, because he's a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> um... I also would put the end of Princess Bride into this category because Count Rugen gets his, but Humperdinck really doesn't. I mean, it happens to him. Yeah. And he doesn't actually do any of the to the pain stuff, which I think would have been awesome. Mm, Right. Puts on uh, stuck in the middle with you and just like tortures him. (laughs) (laughs) Princess Buttercup is just laughing and clapping the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Like she suddenly starts acting like a. Uh, I can't remember her name from the movie that I can't remember. Forget. Devil's Rejects? <laughs> Rob Zombie's wife? Devil's no, the, the uh, Born to Kill. Juliet Lewis? Juliet Lewis, yes. Juliet Lewis. I was trying to think of Juliet Lewis Natural the other day. Born Killers, yes. <laughs> Natural Born Killers. Yeah, that would have been a, a startlingly <laughs> strange way to end Rob the Princess Bride. Right. Also, it would have predated Tarantino's career. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. Story book story. No, he puts that on and then tortures him. Right. Um, are there other I mean there's like Anton Chabelle. Yes, that's Mark Knopfler, who is awesome. Sang the who, story story song. Who, oh from Dire Straits. I, I, I like the tune, I just think the the uh, the, the words are terrible. Well, yeah, but but Mark Knopfler is one of the greatest. Uh, okay, it's an offshoot. But if you say so, just put down the gun, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what to do. It's radio, not television. <laughs> Don't get into a fight with me about Dire Straits, okay? I what wasn't planning to. <laughs> Don't care to. Um, j- uh, who else is on your list of villains that deserve uh, to get got? Hans from Frozen. Okay, what he, he essentially gets arrested and sent back. Nothing to his... happens to him. Yeah, he just gets they just like deport him basically, where they're obviously gonna go they get him back to his people to try and he's gonna be like, uh it's a foreign government, let me go. And he's royalty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, yeah no, they're they're gonna do nothing to she him. She should have at least frozen his penis and broken it off. That would have <laughs> and, 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 and then Gus Gus stomped it. That would be Olaf's nose. <laughs> Wow. Okay, okay. Look with me, and then they play that song off Dr. Dre album where he just talks on the very about the various people who can choke on his cock. Like he just lists a large amount of people. But they're all like Arendellians. <laughs> yeah. See, this is a fun game. So let's build a snowman. <laughs> And Cruella Deville is the last one, that I, the last Disney one I could. She think crashes of. her car. She doesn't get to skin puppies alive. Yeah, I mean that's the bear. That man. day. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Day. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, she didn't end up in jail or anything, did she? Mm-hmm. I, 
I did watch that final chase scene as well today with Cruella. Um, I just love when her car is fucking on fire and she's just upset. <laughs> she was crazy. Oh, she's, and it's making that sound effect in all the yeah. old Disney movies. Yeah, love that yeah. shit. Oh, me too. I'm like, well, <laughs> if it was good the first time, it's good every time. Yeah, we can play it. <laughs> um, are there any other... Almost uh, as prevalent as the, whoa, what, whoa. Whoa, what, what, whoa. Or the sound it makes when the Pink Panther falls over. What does that sound? Uh, I can't even replicate it. You used to be able to do this, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what this podcast is now. (laughs) We we should do a sound effect episode. Oh, we should. That would be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You like this? Come back for the next episode. Um, Who else didn't get got or get theirs or get their goose cooked? I actually was one of those people who was like, Joffrey didn't get it as bad as he needed to. Like and he died pretty painfully. <laughs> so he died apparently. painfully, but it was like too little, too late. And also, I felt weird because I'm like, I am hoping for a child to die. You know, at the end of the day, he didn't learn nothing. That's he... that's the point. There needs to be a moment of like, this is happening to me because of this, and I get it. <laughs> yeah, at least a horrible moment of recognition. You know, I don't think that usually comes with comeuppance, but at least, I don't know. Uh, that moment of like, ah, oh shit, you know, how could this be? Like, that's that's a kind of part of comeuppance, you know, rather than a really quick death or end. We need to see them squirm a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which so, is awful. <laughs> to go back to your uh, talking about the Rube Goldberg type uh, life story leading up to a comeuppance, that's mm-hmm. kind of the basic idea of a tragedy anyway, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it's kind of the model for it. I was just wondering what was on your list. To me, the like Walter White is the first thing that come, like yeah. comes to mind, and like in a way that's like all the characters' decisions can be added up to where they get their come up, like uh, where that happens. But I was wondering what else you were thinking about that. No, I, th- I think it happens to varying degrees with uh, all sorts of characters. You know, stories are, you know, they could be as simple or as complicated as they need to be but breaking bad is i think that's a good example because the whole story is about complication the whole story is about um how the smallest objects and decisions affect people in dramatic ways um and i think it's like the show has this sort of obsession with small objects right you know uh things that recur throughout uh i think and, and i think it's symbolically summed up in the plastic eyeball that uh came from the plane crash and it follows him throughout the story it's almost like the sense of like you're being watched um but you see how it changes hands and how it moves in and out of different people's lives um yeah i think i think breaking bad is a good example of like because there are so many shitty bad guys in that that meet their end in complicated ways uh what else what else is a good example of that Yeah, it's kind of of harder to think. Maybe The Wire has a little bit of that stuff. I mean, and then there's, like, obviously (coughs) less complicated examples of that, like the Nazis in Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) Right. uh, And they're like, oh, we gotta get this thing, gotta get this thing. Ah, it's melting us and we're dead. Like, you know, if they hadn't done that and been white supremacists, maybe that wouldn't have happened. I have a more complicated version of this, and if you bear with me, I just want to float this idea by you. Let's do it. This sounds, sounds like we're about to get weird. 
All right, let's get weird. Okay. So, so Biff Tannen. Mm-hmm. I feel like Biff Tannen is trapped on what is known in Hindu mythology as the karmic wheel of pain and rebirth. <laughs> uh, okay. You okay. hear what I'm saying? Because, like, um, you know, exists in... Uh, you know, various, uh, various cultures. It's like, uh, it's, it's just this, the karmic wheel of pain is basically like the, the karma you accrue in life that you're trying to untangle uh, yourself. I, okay. I'm beginning to see it. Cause he's like, seeing it. You're seeing it. Shitty person in the he's, old West. He's been a and... shitty person since the 1800s. So, okay. So this idea is like kind of, you repeat these cycles and then you learn something to step up a yes. level. Uh, yes. And if you fail to do that, you can either stay at your current level or get kicked down a level. Yes. And he is in what Catholics would call purgatory, almost <laughs> like, or if it's yes. I mean, the afterlife. But he he can't seem to get any grain of enlightenment. Exactly. And and my my thinking on this is that you know it's it's evident in various timelines that Biff Tannen is doomed to be covered in a bunch of poo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like over and over the universe could not be clearer on this point of biff yeah. get your life together man like stop being a bully you're like this is terrible but he does it again and again he does it in the old west he does it in the 50s he does it in the 80s he does it in uh when was back to the future 2 set the far distant future of 2015 or something 2015. right yeah. yeah um covered in shit every time and I think it's interesting because the flip side of that is that Marty actually goes back in time and he demonstrates the importance of breaking the cycle. He's he, you know, he has been trapped in this inferiority complex put upon him by toxic male culture, uh, which is like, hey, don't be a chicken. you got to be a man. And he actually right, goes back in time and instructs his ancestors. Hey, this isn't the way, you know, I don't care who calls me yellow. It's, right. I'm not going to come out, I'm not going to engage in this. And he manages to break the wheel, I think. So. It's pretty fascinating little mm-hmm. summary. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I, that's. I can get behind that. Especially the part where he's like, where uh, George McFly Sr., or the dad, is like, uh, Darth Vader came back. <laughs> right. <laughs> he said he was going to fry my brain. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that was sheer manipulation, and he probably uh, gave his dad some sort of... He probably made his dad weirder than he already was. I don't really have a good segue from that uh, thought, (laughs) but... uh... I don't think you need one. I think we can ruminate on that. (laughs) Thanks, thanks. Well, I think I have this other note here about... um, Apparently, like, back in the... Starting in the 30s or uh, or so with uh, King Kong, there was like an understanding in Hollywood that all the monsters and bad guys had to die. It's like good guys can't lose. Yeah. And comic book code reinforced this, you know, uh, uh, that like, you know, bad guys always lose. And it really wasn't until like the blob and invasion of the body snatchers that this idea that the threat isn't eliminated, like the end question mark. Right. Um, that didn't come till a little later. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it's, uh, do you feel like that affected how comeuppance is delivered in movies? I, I think it's been an interesting sort of thing where we both 
desire it to happen, but we also see that it is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that that is not a thing that happens often in the real world, as far as we can tell. Um, yeah, and I think that gets to those deconstructionist vengeance movies that you see later, No Country for Old Men and Old Boy and those kind of movies where it's kind of the point is like in Blue Ruin, like just the point is that vengeance really does beget vengeance. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it is a vicious, nasty cycle. I, I do think that once you allow for the good guy not to necessarily be labeled always as the good guy, that kind of opens up deconstructing uh, why why it doesn't work. Yeah, but we still, as humans, I think need it. And that's where it goes back to like as a catharsis in our films. <laughs> mm. And but I mean also to your point of like uh like going back to Breaking Bad, uh talking about every little thing affecting sort of like that that shows very believable because it's like every little thing can, you know, affect something else and everything means something. And this is again goes back to our president on why he sucks. And that's like mm-hmm. he's breaking every single one of those rules. Like by by everyone sticking their head in the sand about things he's done, he's he's really broken everything we know about storytelling and comedy and everything. Because mm. apparently, you can just cling to a reality you choose to believe. Uh, right. I think that if we can just get Bonnie Bedelia to uh, get punch licked, him out, no, 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 get licked in the face, and then <laughs> whoa. And then he punch- she punches him so hard that he falls onto a toilet and then <laughs> it squirts water up his butt so hard that his head goes up into the air and then a fucking Tyrannosaurus <laughs> bites him in half. Can can we do that without Bonnie Bedelia having to get licked? Maybe there's a stuff. Yeah, we can CGI the licking. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, then I'm on board. Because you yeah. keep all our clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bonnie, I know you're listening. Uh contact us. <laughs> We got that Kickstarter up and going. We already have a lot of backers on it. I, yeah. I think I do think it's interesting that uh, it's yeah, the there's... catharsis our country needs. <laughs> it oh. is. Well, well, that's that's the thing. It's like so much of the this sense of like justice we put on the supernatural. Like, think of every Stephen King bully ever. The supernatural is so entwined with the sense of justice and oh. revenge. Oh man, you know yeah. what one of the most satisfying comeuppances is. What's that? It's that lady in the mist. It was Carmody. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, she just gets gunned the fuck down, right? And, and Tom Jane's like, thanks. Like, <laughs> yeah. I shot her. Yeah, I said thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's a rim shot out of nowhere. There Punch. is not. Oh, yeah, there right. is. <laughs> it's in there. Just watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> it's canon now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, no, we, we mentioned Carrie. Uh, Miss Carmody is a really good example. Uh, Henry Bowers' gang. Uh, Christine. Uh, most of Creepshow, you know. It's bullies getting there. It's bullies getting there. Bullies getting there. Well, and that's, that's the Trump thing. We want bullies to get theirs because yeah. that's how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. It's that's the why the Ewoks... Balance. Right! That's why the Ewoks are excited and dancing and mm-hmm. yub-nubbing. Even though they, they lost they uh, all of one of their own. That they <laughs> showed for 17 seconds. A cute yeah. one. 
And it's like the Empire still exists. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of shit out there. But we've removed mm-hmm. the top two people against all the odds who were holding all the cards and doing shitty things. And Lord this... Commander Betsy DeVos, too. Like, right? So... Well, there were a lot of <laughs> high-ranking Empire officials on the Death Star. Yeah. It blew up. So, I, yeah. Trump doesn't, get, Trump doesn't get a redemption arc. Fuck that. You know. He doesn't get to be a forced Trump or whatever. Forced ghost. Mm-hmm. So it kind of breaks down. The analogy breaks down a little bit. <laughs> well, I think this is actually a really good segue into another little thing I noticed that I would like to point out. This notion of government comeuppance or systemic comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Okay, like so... Stay with me here. Lila, you mentioned uh, Burke from Aliens earlier. What is Burke other than a corporate stooge? I mean, he, like Ash in the original, is the face of the company. You know, he's... Ash is is programmed to be that way, and Burke is paid to be that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're... Yeah. I I would argue they're both huge assholes, but Burke, you know, you might be able to argue is is more of an asshole because he's human, question mark? Who knows? But my point here is that... um, that is a system that exists that's trying to control, shall we say, chaos for their own means and damn the consequences and damn any of the in- innocent people who are between them and that goal. And then Burke gets got. You know, he can't control it. I think another good example of this is Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it's what makes that last uh scene it's not it's not revenge but it is comeuppance it's like oh if only we hadn't made this institution full of nightmare monsters oh no now all these nightmare monsters are (laughs) eating us after we've been feeding children to them for years it's so satisfying it's so satisfying to see the like a suit and tie fucking organization that doesn't care about the lives of the innocent or justifies it in their own way like to to get theirs uh Corporate kind of come up as lobbyist come up as I want to mm-hmm. see this more of this in real life. <laughs> I, I think another good example of this is in Serenity with the Reavers. So in the end of Serenity, when he they use the Reavers against the Alliance, the uh, the Alliance has created the Reavers in this weird attempt to control and uh, pacify their population, and they've made these horrifying killer cannibalistic monsters uh out of them you know in the end i think that's why it's so satisfying i mean nathan villian says chickens come home to roost you know it's like (laughs) uh when like it it's their own fault these things exist and now they're being brutally bought brought back upon them i don't know it's uh, i just noticed it in a few movies but i think it's kind of an interesting spin on the whole comeuppance thing no it's definitely in it's probably in a lot more movies than those so Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's because it's also satisfying the whole eat the rich thing is satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Come like, up. you know the neighborhoods? <laughs> Get your like, weird masks. They live. Yeah, the purge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again with society. Like, you know, it's just. Society. <laughs> society. <laughs> Is that a no, Billy the, Madison reference? No, it's it a society movie. reference. Yeah, I, know, I haven't seen it. 
<laughs> or the dog society. You know who had a good. You know who had a good comeuppance. Who had a good that guy? That guy and Billy Madison. Well, yeah, he did, but I was actually going to go to He got eaten by a merman. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they picked the same actors. Go ahead. Sorry, Leah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, but the uh, the sister movie to Billy Madison was uh, Shooter McGavin. Oh, he just gets oh, the yeah. shit beaten out of him, right? Because <laughs> he steals the jacket and just <laughs> he running steals away. Jacket and gets beaten mercilessly. <laughs> but just having somebody get their ass kicked is pretty satisfying. Like, it? that's like. Okay. I think now is a good time for a game. Oh, yes, okay. I believe. Right. I, I was gonna say I don't know why it's satisfying <laughs> to me when I've never even really seen a fight. I've never, <laughs> I've certainly never been in a fight. I would get my ass kicked if I did. If I was, y'all won't hit him. <laughs> like you, I'm usually that guy yelling from the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. It's like somehow of a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But talking about the nature of like. Yeah, like, oh, no, I, f- I fell off this boat. Now my clothes are wet. Mwah, versus, like, getting the shit beaten out of you on a golf course or <laughs> whatever. You know, I just I tried to make a game pointing out the discrepancies uh, between these levels of punishment. Um, and the game is called Just Desserts for Me, Thanks. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, nice. I like the pun there. Okay, good. I did. All right. <clears throat> It's pretty short, and we've already talked about most of these, but let's see what happens. Okay, I'll just describe the punishment, and you just tell me the movie or whatever it's from. Doyle rules! (laughs) I feel like you and your whole family are going down, (laughs) Doyle. Right now, I gotta finish this math test? I don't know. (laughs) Again, the O'Doyles, like the Tannins, perhaps they're cursed. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Okay. Faces melting and heads exploding for meddling with powers they couldn't possibly comprehend. Raiders. Also, white supremacy. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Footnote. Side <laughs> Footnote. Sidebar. Yeah. White supremacy. Uh, Need in the balls by an old lady and denied a real neat watch. UHS. Yep. Yep. Blinded by acidic spit and eaten alive. Bert. Oh, a um. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Nedry. Yep. I also think it's like um Nedry should have a kid. <laughs> I, I think I think Nedry is kind of yeah, kind of it has that same flavor of of kill. Also the fact that he's brought down by one of like the smaller dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, seems that's seems good. Book kind of is so like, good. Oh ugh, yeah. <laughs> so good. I read that in the fourth grade. Um yeah, there's a reason we are how we are. <laughs> Uh, launched off a cool bike that I tried to steal on my birthday. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Oh. My dad says I can have whatever I want. Oh, I didn't even think about him. Francis. 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 <laughs> How did that movie get made? Holy shit. It's so amazing. The hell knows. Um, devoured by my own hunting dogs that I intentionally starved. Game Ramsey. of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Put in place by Billy Idol and then locked in an airplane bathroom. Oh, something, uh, wedding oh. singer. Wait, yeah. yeah, you got it. <laughs> something about the wedding singer. <laughs> that was Glenn Gulia from, uh, the wedding oh, singer. That's nice. right. Mm-hmm. Glenn Gulia. <laughs> <laughs> Revenged upon by a telekinetic witch on prom night. There were no survivors. Harry. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna laugh at you. I'm gonna laugh at you. <laughs> <laughing> at you. <laughs> also a good Adam Sandler bit. Also a good, solid <laughs> Adam Sandler bit. Yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, 
where we get the hilarious phrase, dirty pillows. Nasty buds. Breath, <laughs> 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 mama? They're called breath, mama. A lot of girls got them. <laughs> I don't think that line is in it. <laughs> A lot of girls got them. I think they're black. Like 72% of girls. <laughs> okay. Man. Punched by Bonnie Bedelia on live television. Die Hard. That's That guy. Yeah. Uh, face ripped off during a high speed chase. Uh, Fury Road. Yeah. Oh, solid. Yeah. Witness. <laughs> Crashing into a big pile of manure in multiple timelines. Uh, yeah. yeah, you got it. I hate manure. <laughs> he even hated it back then. He hated it. He's always hated it. He's and never the loved it. There's no timeline where he's like, this makes my so, skin so soft. I, I think the manure is like always the demarcation point. After the manure, he can't redeem himself. Like, mm-hmm. that's the universe uh, saying, like, you fucked up and now you are karmic, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, I gotta start I think, over, and it's got to get in your mouth. <laughs> like you gotta spit out <laughs> a big wad of shit. Like <laughs> or maybe it's that Biff happens to live in a town with like a lot of trucks and wagons full of poo. Like I don't know that it's like not, you know, like the dog fucks his face or something. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> I, th- I think it's like the like it's it's probably the lightest thing. Make for a different know, movie as far as karmic. Uh, Justice. On daytime television. Um, That's definitely on the CW. <laughs> degloved by his own casino themed torture dungeon. Casino. One of my favorites. Think about the name of the show. Who's their boss? Who's their boss? Yeah. Judith Light? <laughs> the name of this episode? Mr. Oogie Boogie says this oh, better pay attention now. Yeah. I mean, think about it. That that was one of the like yeah, I mean, and he Jack straight up killed him, you know. It was horrible, you know, but uh but it was a satisfying death and he got all of his skin ripped off. You know, I never really considered it a death because can they really die? I mean, he's a big pile of bugs. He'll what regroup. Is he really? He'll regroup. I, I guess. I don't. It was still horrifying to watch. Yeah, yeah. Which leads me into the next one. <clears throat> Crushed in a fucking garbage truck. Shredder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So, Oops. Okay. Oops. Yeah, Casey Jones. That's Casey kills Jones, him right? And yeah, says, Casey Jones Oops. just kills him. He fuck, but he also just says, like, he's like, did you really just like '80s one-liner? Oops, Oops. like, and then like, and, and that guy, him his head got crushed. He well, was crushed he, to death. He didn't. He came back as Super Shredder, so it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> and I think Super Shredder is also a good instance of pointing out the trope of a villain that causes their own destruction. You know, he tries to cause a cave-in. You know. It's definitely a war crime to crush a man to death, a prisoner. Of, like, I mean, you wouldn't be allowed to do that to another villain of a country. I mean, I'm just I saying Casey Jones should know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Casey Jones is supposed to be like a good guy, but he was but... driving that train high on cocaine, I believe. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He didn't. He didn't watch his speed at all. He didn't watch his. Oops. Oops. 
We could talk a lot about Casey Jones. We could do a whole Casey Jones episode. He's a weird yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Also, there was a WWE star that played Super Shredder, and I was I had his name down, but yeah. Oh well. Swollen into a massive blueberry. Uh, Violet. Oh, Violet Beauregard. Violet. (laughs) That pretty much that whole movie is just a one after another comeuppance of shitty kids. It is because the one that's memorable. Who's memorable? Veruca Salt, the bad egg. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they all are because Uh Roll Doll is not afraid of comeuppance. Like it's his thing. He'll He's kill like, your I parents, hate children, and actually. If you're, if you're spoiled yeah. after he killed your parents, he'll uh, you'll get your comeuppance. Yeah, I'm that's, just saying, that's... your dick's going to get snapped off, and it's going to be a lost nose. <laughs> 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 it's the tip of the iceberg for you. <laughs> it's going to give it to you. Um, <laughs> that's the place, I think. Oh, um, that's a good comeuppance, Evan. Yeah, sorry. What? The, the, future, the uh, Rick and Morty episode. Ride it. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> Choked to death on the very chains he used to control and enslave. Job of the hut. I'm right. Oh, good oh, man. I was yeah, totally. Yeah. I was like Jacob Marley. That happened. <laughs> Scrooge <laughs> did that. <laughs> Scrooge, well, Scrooge is wearing a golden bikini, and he chokes out Jacob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> While Salacious Crumb like uh, looks uh, on. And it's Patrick Stewart, obviously the better. Or George yeah, the Pat- Either of those in a golden. Either bikini. of those in a golden bikini. Either either way, R two D two is having his eye bitten out by Salacious Crumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Save that for our sound effect episode, Ira. Right, right. No, we'll, and we'll have to work. Uh, we'll have to come back to this whole thing in our Christmas episode. So stay tuned for that one, y'all. <laughs> Fucking melts to death while screaming. I'm melting. Uh, well, Judge Doom or the Witch. Yeah, I, I I realized after I wrote it that that was actually a reference to the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, but I meant Judge Doom. We'll go with the one that traumatized you. Man. Right. Yeah, this is what I drink. And finally, carried away in the jaws of a sandworm to the surface of Saturn. Beetlejuice. <laughs> hmm I have, I have one, too. Carried oh, away by centaurs into the forest. Oh, that's Betsy DeVos. <laughs> according to all the memes. <laughs> I know, that's why I thought of it. But zing. Uh, uh, honorable mention, uh, getting regurgitated by an anaconda you've hunted your whole life. Man, I love that scene. And he right when he winks. Uh, he winks. So oh. good. God, I love that movie. <laughs> I know, right? Say the snakes out there this big. Mm-hmm. That's what we are saying. What about the professor and real genius so they blow up his house with a popcorn laser? Uh, put a pin on that real quick. I just want to go back <laughs> a little bit to Anaconda. <laughs> yeah, let's like, oh, Always, please. So when somebody told me that Angela Jolie was uh, what's his face's daughter? John Voight. John Voight. John Voight. Yeah. It blew my mind. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Like, cause in that movie, he's uglier than like Mickey Rourke and the wrestler. Like, wow. damn. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Mickey Rourke. I love you, Mickey Rourke. You're so good. But and I know you listen. <laughs> he writes them to me directly. Uh, Let's put a pin in that and say men should not get plastic surgery. Is that what happened? Is that what yeah. happened to John yeah. Voight? No, to to Mickey Rourke. I assume um, that John Voight's face had been run over by a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> but Angelina Jolie, 
I was like, how how's it possible? But then in Midnight Cowboy, he doesn't look he's good looking in that. So anyway, and you're just putting down some like judgments on people tonight, like yeah, hot I'm or not, judge, Jeff judge Doom. <laughs> Our next episode should be hot or not, <laughs> the Jeff edition. <laughs> Did they make the cut? Like Mickey Rourke? No, thank you. <laughs> I think Mickey Rourke <laughs> is good looking despite all his weirdness. I, I think he's great because of his weirdness. I mean, I, I also can't really differentiate between him as a person and just him as Marv. So, like, he always is. a real superficial person. But I feel like that's the wheel I can't escape because my grandmother taught me to be that way. It's to be true, judgy about that look. <laughs> God damn, too ugly. Have you, ever, have you ever heard her say that somebody would snag lightning? Yowza! <laughs> no, I have heard that. I just didn't know what it meant when it I was younger. You're so ugly that lightning will that actually God divert would strike from you being down. a tree and would Damn. hit. You would snag it from its trajectory because you're so ugly. I've I heard had... fall fall out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. No, she'll is... just say she'd snag lightning. Uh, snag lightning is good. I like the other that. idiom is too long. It's and me. She doesn't have enough time for that. Right. Right. <laughs> But speaking of hotter, if not, you're listening, Grandma, don't listen. This is we cuss, curse a lot on this show, and we love you. We do. Skippy, <clears throat> because I don't want to kill you. Oh, <laughs> right. Side note: My cat has been uh, okay. So we have that. Sorry, this is a little side note, but it's funny. My cat has been like we have this box of uh, empty 2020 uh, liquor bottles and stuff. Because we drink a lot. It's recycling. Lindsay's telling me it's recycling, but I know what it really is. Anyway, it's a cardboard box, and my cat's been ripping the sides of it, and it's been getting more and more dilapidated and more and more on the verge of just exploding. (laughs) So we're waiting until she rips it enough to where it just explodes and falls apart, and I just heard her ripping. But I didn't hear a crash. (laughs) So you're just just waiting for your cat to scare the shit out of itself? (laughs) Yes, basically. Sorry, it didn't happen. But these was... are things. These are things that this time last year. That's a story you wouldn't have told. Mm-hmm. But now it's like this is what our lives are. Oh, no, this is hot goss. Feel this free is hot to goss that here. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> happening in the Brad household. That's what's going on. Oh, nope. we've never said our last names before. Now people are going to steal our Let's identities. Edit that out with a big old boop. <laughs> yeah, just like in Kill Bill, another good comeuppance movie. Yeah, it is. But you were talking about hot or not, because I'm me. I was like, huh, Oscar Isaac, Dune, all these things. Another yeah. good to come up with this movie is Ex Machina, because he, he does get stabbed now. all slow, like with a knife. He yeah. that is because he has been a shitty person. I, I mean, yeah, and he that's a situation he literally created. Right. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. And I, I, I ultimately think that is one of the huge aspects of the comeuppance trope. And the comeuppance, like, is sometimes somebody's just got to get got, and that's just a cold, hard fact. It's just like, sorry, man, you're dangerous to have around and all that. It would have been funny if instead Alicia Vikander had just hit golf balls at him, like, at the end of Uncle Buck. <laughs> like, <when> Uncle Buck <laughs> finds out that guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it played the Benny Hill music. Yeah. Uh, Except she's really probably very strong. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, like, oh, it still kills him. Clear through yeah. him. <laughs> and it still plays Benny Hill. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I think there are tons of these characters and these villains that, in major and minor ways, we like to see fall flat on their ass. 
but I think we've pretty well covered it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. We missed a big one. What's a big one? Warden Norton. Shawshank. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Shawshank. Hey, there's it's a really purchase. good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good one because he just spends that entire movie being the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's another good example of someone who... Systemic. Uh, yeah, he's he's very much in. Yeah, he's the face of the prison and all that, and he decides what's in his best interest. You know, he has the kid killed. Um, yeah, he's dipping his wig I, in I all think, types of tropes. I think that's really the moment. I think that's really the moment when we're, we're we're like, oh, okay, he's not just a guy in a shitty system being a shitty person. He's like a really shitty person who's reaping benefits, and it's right. like those sins that you accrue as you know as a person as a character build up towards how happy the audience is to see you go <laughs> and i think another one it's not exactly comeuppance but uh after the results of this last election came out all i could think of was the death of the skexis emperor and dark crystal um mm-hmm. just clinging to power and hissing at everybody and being like it's still mine and then you know dying and decaying for very eyes and I think it did the only feel like a release, <laughs> it it did. I, I like. I'm still getting used to this sense of weird relief about it. I still can't quite come to terms with the fact that it's really it's happened. Because, it's because we're uh, we've been gaslit so hard that it's believable that people could contest it. Right. And we're just like we're just and waiting until they all shut the fuck up and accept the results, and we move well, out of the ass ass taint phase of our democracy i don't even know what to call it <laughs> that's the uh, nice i think thing. a lot of you know social scientists refer to this as the ass taint uh, <laughs> 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 or the ass taint if you will um well my main concern right now is will trump pull a predator yeah. in these last two months yeah. and like do come on Kill me. Wanna me? Kill me. Do Fuck it. Fucker. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you know who voiced the Predator? If it's Bonnie Bedelia, I'm going to... It's not Bonnie Bedelia, surprisingly enough. <laughs> uh, the guy who voiced Megatron. Oh, cool. Peter Cullen? If that's his name, then yes, but I don't think that's his name. Oh. Peter Cullen? He was Optimus Prime. Oh, okay, no. I almost said uh, Kevin Conroy, but that was Batman. Uh-oh. Tell me, Internet, who was Megatron? Megatron. Sorry. No, yes. He was it, totally Predator. Frank Welker. Yeah. And he even did, like, the clicking sound effects and stuff. He was Monterey Jack and Chippendale. What? Oh, what? wow. What? Frank Welker was Monterey Jack? Mm-hmm. You're blowing my fucking mind. We Did do you a voice actors episode? Oh, I I would be all freaking about a voice actors I'm not just episode because I've been drinking. Did you know no, that? I Uncle think we definitely Phil? should because Kimiko Uncle Phil from... was Shredder. What? Uncle Phil was Shredder. Did you know that? What? Yeah. Uncle Phil from fucking Fresh, Fresh Prince? Prince, man. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. But at the same time, man, why do they always use black people for bad guys? Like, <laughs> right? Uh, what were you saying about Kamiko from The Boys? It's also Glimmer from um, from Shira. From Shira, yeah. Oh, cool. 
Yeah. Okay, this settles it. We should do a voice actors episode. But she never speaks. It's just going to be me going, what? 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 (laughs) Get out of here. And we just say names and go, what? That's crazy. Um, Mark Hamill, the Joker? (laughs) He was in a movie? (laughs) Um, And to bring it back real quick to the topic at hand, speaking of voice actors, Orson Welles voicing Unicron. I think that was my first, like villain death that I was really like relieved about like from the animated Transformers movie he like destroys whole planets he eats whole planets while like the you're like you're like he didn't needs to go yeah I'm like <laughs> he is bad news he's scary like, I don't know much scary. about the universe but we don't need him around well, we don't need none of that no thanks yeah uh, I think mm-hmm. that could be a good Trump comparison too just a just a deep infinitely black dark asshole that sucks everything into it mm-hmm. so it needs to go so joy yeah. progress um hope for like your normal dinner conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like i said we all know it's going to be a hard road but uh at least we don't have that bullshit to deal with we so. only lost that one a walk but he only only hit himself in the face with that thing anyway <laughs> <laughs> was that the same Ewok? walk no <laughs> whoa should we go out with a yub nub? I'm drumming on the severed head of someone. How to get how to get to the yub nub. Grubhub. Ooh, that sounds good.